we have the state of Iowa three-time high school state champion, four-time if we count freshman year. <laughs> Basically never lost in high school. Jack Kerner with us. Jack, how's it been, man? Hey, man. Things are things are good. Things are good. Just here at home living in West Des Moines, kind of just working out, still uh, – so just training, hoping for an NFL opportunity uh, to pop up for me. So that's kind of what's going on with me lately. Not go up to Iowa City for the home games. That's all I got going on right now. Oh, cool. I just got the Ohio active. State helmet on. Yeah, I might, go, I might have to go grab mine from my room. Yeah, go get it. All right, I got it. The whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're getting the good juju down here. Wait, so they let you guys keep? This was because it was a one-time helmet. Uh, yeah, like they usually let us keep the yeah, Jack. Let's look at that. Yeah, boys. Strap up. Strap up, ladies and gentlemen. This thing hasn't been put on in a minute. I can't fucking get it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, there we go. It's not close that these were the best uniforms I was ever played in, by far. These things. Hey, we won by 31, baby. Dude, I remember, yeah, that, that, was a good I remember that first day we practiced in these things, dude. And everybody was – I mean, every single person pulled out their phone making Snapchat videos in the in the locker room that day. Sickest things ever. And, the, dude, the uh, the video for when they showed us, when they revealed it. Oh, the slippery? Oh, my gosh. Forrest, we were in the team room, and, like, we really didn't know I, – I don't think we knew it was coming. They shut the lights off and threw on, like, the um, the projectors. And they're like, it was like a reveal video, and they played "Slippery" by Migos, and they're like pouring like silver paint on like the jersey, dude. It was oh, dude, it crazy. was it was the sickest video I'd ever seen. The whole room was going crazy. It was dope. What about the? All right, you know what was funny? The all yellow for the Penn State night game. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I'm Stanley would have the hawk on his on his hand the whole oh, time. Oh yeah. I still, I still think those are fire. I think those jerseys, even though they did look kind of ridiculous, I thought they were sick. Dude, you know what makes me so mad about that is my my jersey for that game. Our equipment manager, not to be named, made it mine too tight, and it was literally like three sizes smaller than like my original, like my original game jersey. And so it was. It took me like thirty minutes at least to get it on, and then after the game, we couldn't get it off. It was too tight. So they had to like take scissors and like cut it up the arm like that. They just cut my jersey off, and so I never got it. That's oh, the that's jersey tough. I don't have. And Greg, sorry, our equipment manager never, <laughs> never gave it back to me and claimed that he did, and it's a debacle. But yeah, classic debacle. I think those were sweet though. Yeah, I, I like them too. People had mixed reviews on. I'll tell you what makes a uniform really stick in people's minds is if you win when you wear them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 State by thirty-one. Yeah, I mean, if we would have, I mean, that was a big, that was obviously a big game in the season um, in twenty nineteen. If we would have won that game, I think those yellow jerseys would be they'd be looked at in a kinder light, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. Wait, uh, so were you guys both in that game, Kerner? Were you there? At Iowa for that for 2017 yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Come on, I got the helmet right oh, here. That was yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was Forrester Jackson our class. All right. So that was one of the games when we were talking about it before this. How this just feels like like if Iowa goes out and wins, that's a total Iowa game. That's exactly how the Ohio State game was in 2017. 100 percent, dude. And it started out. I mean. Touchback, first play of the game, one second hasn't even tipped off the clock. Amani Hooker gets the pick six. Everybody remembers that play. And then then and everyone's obviously so hyped. And the very next drive, Ohio State drove down like our defense was paper mache and made like a had like a 35-yard touchdown or whatever. And everybody was like, Oh, okay. Uh we had our fun, you know, but we're about to get now we're about to get our asses kicked. But it just didn't go that way. In fact, it went the other way around. We somehow I don't know. Our our offense was kind of electric that year with oh, dude, Dan oh, Hawkinson. I mean, they, both the tight ends had Akram two was, touchdowns. Was electric. Yeah, yeah. I think Akram is like the quickest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Yeah, he was he was good. He was exciting to watch. Yeah. They, you team, they both had uh, two. Yeah, both tight ends had two touchdowns that game. Dude, that's like when when Stanley had that play where he, he had that little bootleg and the dude grabbed him by the ankle. Sam Hubbard. Yeah. That, that play, I'm like, dude, this is this game's over. Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> the only thing the thing I remember about that game was I mean, obviously Josh Jackson was having a year and it, and then it got to the like he was already getting like all American and Thor pipe. And he got that first pick in that game. And I'm obviously with the DBs. And we're all like, dude, that's – after the first pick, we're like, dude, that's – he's got that floor locked up. I mean, it's a guarantee. And then he gets his second pick, and now we're like – now it's 100%. And then he got that third one-handed interception. Probably the dopest pick in I was in Kinnick history. I mean, that was the, the most that, – that was insane. I, I can't even imagine that he didn't win the Thorpe that year. I can't – I don't – I can't understand how he did but I mean, it went to Minka Fitzpatrick, so he's pretty good too. Yeah, that's yeah. The next week against Wisconsin, he has two of them. Yeah, and so five and two weeks against against incredible teams that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was electric. I remember sitting on the sideline, like I think it was I was talking to Brian, or it was I maybe mean, it was one of the receivers. We're like, all right, real talk, let's score this game. And then they that hook of that pick, and everyone's like. Looking around, like no way, yeah. <laughs> like a bomb, we're like fuck, dude, and then we just kept going back and forth, we're like holy shit, this is sweet. Yeah, we're actually in this thing. Yeah, and then we just and then we just kept scoring, and they couldn't do anything. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was the third quarter. We were up by like twenty something, and everyone's like, this game's over in the third. Yeah, quarter. like it, it was getting to the point where it was like. It, the whole entire time, everyone was like waiting for the point where Ohio State was going to be like, okay, we're Ohio State, we're going to take over. And it just never got there. And then it was starting to be the point where we're winning by so much with so little time left. We're like, holy shit, we're going to win. Like, yeah. oh my God, we're going to win. Like, they, they can't possibly come back now. And they were, that, I mean, I remember warming up and they came right run on the field. Dude, JT Barrett was fucking big. Yeah. He was like, Big, and then they had Bosa, and they, dude, I mean, they had Bosa, um, Akuda, Akuda. Who is that? Chase Akuda? Young. Ch- oh, Chase Young. I don't, know yeah. was, I don't know if he was playing yet, though. Yeah, I think yeah. He's Young. Who is who's Okuda and uh, Denzel Ward? Yeah, yeah, um, dudes. First Campbell, freaking, um, get another wide receiver, McLaurin. Oh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins was on that team. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Damon Arnett, the guy who pulled the gun on the Raiders. <laughs> Classic. Raiders. Guy, baby. Yeah, dude, that team was crazy, though. Even Burrow, Burrow was kind of on that team. That's <laughs> wild to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. So, how do we do it this week, though? That's, I mean, that's what we're here for. All right, wait. Hold up. Side note, though, I will say that game had the exact same vibe as this year, where people are like, "Do we even want to go to the game?" Like, I sold my ticket for that Ohio State game, if we're being honest. So, I know, I, I feel yeah. That's, I mean, there's so many. I had a lot of friends, obviously, that went to went to Iowa, like being from Iowa and stuff, and that's the same story so many people sold their tickets because they thought, you know, it's going to be nothing. And they're all trying to like get in once they like, Holy shit, we're going to rush the field. Like they're all trying to like yeah. get back in or and stuff like that. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's good. It's kind of the same vibe going into this game. I think the differences between 2017 and this year is I think our, I think our defense is better and I, our offense isn't quite as good. So that's, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. It's that the line is similar, but those are the differences between those two teams. I mean, that team had tons of tons of NFL offensive guys that are playing today, like on Sundays, right now. So, oh my gosh, dude, mm-hmm. the whole defense is basically in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah, who we got? Josie Neiman. It was Josie Ben Neiman, Anthony Nelson, Matt Nelson, Gervasi, Josh Epinesa, Epinesa, Jordan Ojemudia, dude, like literally almost the whole defense is on, in the NFL right now. Yeah, I know. Cedric Lattimore said, um, dude, yeah, we 
I mean, realistically, if as the offense, I would just be like, fuck it. Like, take any shots you want. Do what you should be doing. Every trick play you have, taking any shots you have. I mean, defensively, they're going to have to put up points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know they probably should. I mean, from coming from it, I'd love to hear your standpoint on this, but like, if I'm a DB, I'm looking to jump any pass I can because at the same time, though, I mean, like, Ohio State's got double moves. They got they got the dudes who can make you miss pretty quick, and if you do some one little error wrong, yeah, I think I think the mentality is, I mean, obviously the defense. I mean, this is this is no nothing new this year, but maybe it's a little bit more um, on display. The defense knows that they need to score points. I mean, we say that to we we say that to each other. Um, you know, when the game's tied or we're losing. We're like, hey guys, three and outs not good enough. We need. We need to get a turnover on like in their red zone. We need to get the ball in the end zone ourselves. And so that's always a, a focal point that the players know and coach Port, coach Parker and coach Wallace kind of reiterate. Um, so they know that, I, but I don't think they need to do anything extra to try to make that happen. I think that's, that's when guys start making mistakes and start biting on double moves and stuff like that. And you're right though. They do need to be aggressive and, try to create and make plays happen. Guys need to be ripping at the ball. Guys need to be, you know, aggressive and everything like that. But, um, you know, at the same time, they're not going to win this game if the offense is scoring points, isn't scoring points. So at that, they, they can't be trying yeah. to do too much or else it's just going to spiral out of control and we're going to lose 50 right. to nothing. Right. I think if we're going to have a chance, the, the defense, as hard as it is, needs to trust the offense and just do their thing, play the solid defense that they've been playing all year and uh you know when the opportunity is there then they gotta they gotta make the plays if they if they don't if they're not making what the plays that are there for them to make then it's gonna be a really long day here's a, here's a question for you what's so going into this game what's the scouting report looking like because you got you got stroud you got smith and jig but you got freaking uh marvin harrison jr who's a free mm-hmm. yeah what, what is what's coach parker telling the dbs well I think when you look at Ohio State's offense, they've got the like most high octane offense in the whole country. Uh, it's 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 all starts with their quarterback and the receivers making big plays, and so that's you know I think Coach Parker's probably gonna probably not gonna let our our corners get into too many man to man situations. We're probably playing a lot of cover three, um, you know, playing it safe to make sure that you know they're when they do take those shots that we have you know guys on top and everything like that, but. I think Coach Parker is going to come out and be aggressive too. I think we'll see blitzes. We'll see. We're trying to make Stroud uncomfortable because, I mean, he's the Heisman front runner. We're not going to let him just sit in the pocket and do what he wants. We got to try to do at least something to shake him up. So I think, I think blitzes, um, a lot of disguise, disguise defenses are kind of going to kind of be the game plan for us. Um, but I think just staying on top. And this offense is an offense that they like to just get it all at once and get big plays. So. Let's just see if we can make them, you know, sustain drives and get five to six first downs in a drive. Um, you know, if they can do it, maybe they, they deserve to win. But uh, let's not just give it up 70-yard touchdowns and really shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, as a safety, what like what are you practicing all week or game planning for? Because Stroud is over 10 yards per attempt this year, which is crazy. But obviously the deep ball is a big factor. Are they, what, are they, what are they saying all week as a safety? Uh, well, I mean, I think as a safety, you're just you're going into your film study, looking at their their top concepts and stuff like that. And um, you start looking at, obviously, their most run formations, the, the routes they like to run out of there. And then you can start to get tips on, um, you know, when one's off the ball and two's on the ball, when they got wide splits versus condensed splits, um, you know, what's their favorite third and seven pass? What's their, what's their go-to third and 12? Um, okay. What's their first play across the 50? You're kind of just trying to gather all that information to get a sense of kind of who they are as an offense and what they like to do and what the problems that they're trying to force the defense. And uh, I think you're just kind of, you're trying to just have that catalog in your mind so that when you're out there, you can be able to recognize the stuff and, maybe play um, a step faster. So as a safety, that's kind of how I would go about this week. Um, you know, locking in on some of their top concepts, um, you know, finding out what plays are the plays that have been working for them and, you know, then run yourself through seven, eight of our defensive calls 
Um, Cause you never know which one could be called against that certain play and just kind of envisioning yourself, you know, making the play or, uh, you know, how we're going to stop them. That's kind of, that's kind of how I would go about it. And I'm sure that's, that's what coach Parker preaches. So he, that's what those guys have been doing all week. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I love it, dude. That's what, and that's it. Okay. Here's, 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 here's why I love, I love Brian because like, no matter what game you're going into, like he's going to give the offense hope. And that is the thing. That is the thing about like the offense this week. It's like one of those, it's, I mean, Iowa thrives. I feel like, they thrive off having hope and like being a known they're a great team. Like our offensive line, if someone in that room can step up and be like, listen, if we do our job, we uh, we're not missing blocks. We're doing open up holes, to the running back. Dude, if they, if, if they get the offensive line or the running game started, this could be a very interesting game. And I'm not just saying that from a biased opinion because Ohio State's going into this game, hundred percent thinking this is an absolute cakewalk. Which mm-hmm. could be 100 could be. Just depends on how Iowa looks and how they show up that day. But if they can open up the run game and have someone fire up that whole offense and tell them, "Listen, we do our assignment. We do everything right. We're 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 blocking, open up holes. We're hitting shots. We're not we're hitting little five yard, ten yard outs. Just keeping the offense moving, not stalling, sitting and getting a yard play and then getting negative plays. They could be fine." They could be fine. We just can't do negative. We can't have negative plays, flags, anything like that this week. Yeah, I mean, it's just for for a defensive player. It's just so it's so important to you know you get you get a big turnover, you get a third and out or a three and out, or you know you force a punt or you force a field goal. You need to be able to go to the sideline with the trust that your offense is going to be able to you know, do something. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a sick feeling when you come off and you, you now you're down seven Oh and you've got no hope that you're going to be able to score seven to, to win the game, you know? So the, the offense, they need to be able to, they don't need to score a bunch of points. That's, that's not what we're asking them to do. We need them to get first downs and we need them to get the ball across the 50. So Tori can pin them deep and you know, then the defense can start mixing in some blitzes and we can start making them uncomfortable on their own, black area and everything like that and potentially, you know, make some things happen, but three and outs um, or it's going to just kind of, no matter how good the defense is playing, it's going to kind of take the life out of them a little bit. And it's just, that's kind of the way that it is. Honestly, the the offense needs to be able to show the defense that, uh, you know, they're, they're here to play too and that they're going to be able to kind of hold their own. That's gotta, that's gotta be the way that it's going to be if they're going to win or even, I think Number one thing too with with this team, um, because like you said, if the offense can't score off a turnover or anything like that, it's just it sucks the life right out of the sideline. If we get in a situation again where we're they turn the ball over in their own ten, we have to score. Yeah, we have to come out with points in that situation. This year, it should be a touchdown every time because just we haven't been getting points. And when you have an easy opportunity like that with 10 yards in, you have four downs to get a touchdown, you should get it every single time. Mm-hmm. If you consistently start doing that in a game, it gives the defense confidence. They can go out there not to worry about it. If they do screw up or they get a field goal, they have to worry about it, must not be able to score. They have If they cannot get points in the red zone when they turn the ball over in their own red zone, this game's going to be a blowout. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the defense needs to feel like the turnovers and the three and outs, they're – they're forcing or, you know, they're worth something, you know, cause it's, if we're, if you're, everyone's all jacked up, you know, mossy boy just got a pick and everyone's patting him on the helmet and we come over and five minutes later, it's pun alert. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to gain any towards momentum and whether we're talking football or basketball or anything in any sport, really it's momentum is the key to having an underdog um, holding their own. Everybody, everybody watches March Madness. That's that's how the, that's how those sixteen seeds can can make a run. That's how that's how any underdog gets their start is just being able to sustain momentum. As soon as as soon as the team with more talent um, kind of gains their tread a little bit and can kind of cool off and kind of simmer down and um, you know rely on their talent and what's got them to their to their success, then, then it's going to be tough for for the dogs. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I love Tori with all my heart. 
think he's the best player in the country. But if you want, if the offense wants to win, uh, if the, if the team wants to win. Tory should not be on the field. Tory needs to stop being our fans' favorite player. That's yeah, sure. <laughs> and he's the best part of the country. He better win the Ray Guy Award, but we yeah. need to get him off the field. Yeah, because the offense needs to start getting more first downs in scoring. Mm-hmm. We should. I mean, shit. You want to see him more on the field? Let's let's put him on kickoff and have him be the kickoff guy and start scoring. Yeah. Yeah, or start drop kicking. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, please. <laughs> you probably think it far enough. Yeah, that um, is funny. So here's kind of here's kind of a debate. Have we gotten to the point where just covering the spread is a win for us this week? Uh for the fans, I'd say yes. But for the players, obviously not. The play, the players, whether they know about spreads or not, they're not. They're not taking that into consideration. They could lose by, they could lose by two, or they could lose by you know twenty. It's a loss on the on the win column all the same. But what I will say is, I think that there is it is a chance for there to be kind of a, a moral victory if we can play this game close and we get the offense rolling and the offense can kind of gain some confidence to say like, hey, we're playing in you know one of the best teams in the country and we were able to do our thing. I think that'll go a long ways um, for the rest of the year. So I don't think you know. There's not a number that they can lose by that would be like, oh, we feel good about that. I think it's going to be more about, you know, if they can have some success that they're going to be able to – or they can learn some things about themselves that they're going to be able to carry into the rest of the season. Because I think, um, you know, me and me and Max have been in that locker room, and we've never we, – we were there for five years. Did we go into one single game where we were, like, supremely underdogs, where we didn't actually think that we could win the game? Like – Absolutely. Never, never once. There, in 2017, when we were red shirts, I mean, there was a couple like Ohio State. That game was obviously projected to be a blowout, but it's ever since 2018, there wasn't a single game where, like, like a, a diehard Iowa fan wouldn't bet Iowa money line. Like Iowa no. was, we were, we were not expected, but we were, you know, going into the game with the hope or the, the intent and the expect expectation to win the game. And this is the first time that that's obviously not really the case for these guys. And so it's going to be interesting to see their mentality and how they can kind of bring some, bring some juice to that game. And, you know, if they're able to come into that game, whether they win, lose or draw, if they're able to kind of establish a run game, like, like Mac was saying and kind of have some guys step up and doing some things against the best players in the country, then I think, we got a good shot at, you know, beating some of these teams later on in our schedule. And, Hey man, the West is is still wide open. So I think this game, this game can, can say a lot. It's going to say a lot about this Iowa team. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny from a fan perspective, like going in, you're like, we just need to cover for my money's sake. But then once the game gets going, you're like, damn it, let's go win. Like, It, the, the only thing that matters once it's zeros on the scoreboard, you're like, we have to go win this ball game. Mm-hmm. Especially right now, if we like, it's way tougher looking at Iowa having a losing record. We haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Because we always, we've beaten Iowa State almost every year, and then we have a couple cupcakes. So it's yeah. like you go in 3 and 0, play like a Rutgers or a Maryland 4 and 0. So we haven't seen a losing record in. Probably, I guess, 2017, maybe, for one game? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, we might have – no, because we were 3-0. and We were 3-0. That's uh, right. 2017. Yeah. So, I think we even still – even still 2017, we didn't even have one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a while. So, that's, yeah, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how, how the guys kind of respond to that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this game's going to say a lot. We just had the bye week. It's going to say a lot about uh, this Iowa team because I think Iowa, they obviously have this bye week and they've had some things to work on. And I don't think they spent the whole entire bye week like locked in on beating Ohio State. I think that would be a waste of waste of time and effort. I think they just need to focus on getting better, playing Ohio State close and tough and gaining some confidence so that we can beat the teams that we're supposed to beat and should beat later on in the year. Yeah, I think the only way you can come away with a moral victory is if the offense hangs like 28 minimum. 
(laughs) That's a big number. (laughs) That is a big number. But if you put that much up, like you put 28 on the board in Columbus, you're like, all right, I think it could be decent. The Hawks are back to being my Big Ten West favorites if that's if they put up those numbers. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm telling you, it's just it's someone, someone on that offensive side needs to get people fired up. Like I, I just I think it's such a it's such a downer in those rooms right now because just they're having trouble producing. And I mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm sure people are are hard problem saying like you guys are fine, keep this going, but someone's got to be real with them. Someone's gonna be like, listen. I mean, we play like poop, and someone needs like one of the, one of the one of the players needs to get. We need Laporta to start another fight. Seriously, freaking! If I'm the defense, like, I'm, which I'm sure they are doing, I'm sure they are fucking on the offensive line's ass anytime they sack the quarterback in practice. I mean, I'm sure they're. I mean, Jack, you know, I'm sure right now they probably had an all-time high of talking shit in practice. Yeah, I mean, there's just no basis to like come back on as the offense, really. Unfor- like, unfortunately, it's not like it's not like the defense can, you know, because in in fall camp and spring ball, you know, the defense could win ten days, and the offense, if they win one day, then you know they got their day. But when it's in season, the off, you know, one O and one D only go against each other for like less than like eight plays. Like, That's in like one week, week, like the whole week. And so yeah. even if the offense was beating the defense, the defense is like, you know, do it in the game, please. Yeah. And then and then maybe we'll let you we'll let you talk. But uh you know, it, it, it is what it is. I think, you know, I think there is some of that going on. And and the offense, they, they have they have leadership there. They have they have guys who are accountable, and yeah. I think those guys are doing doing what they should be, and I think it's just gonna I think it's just going to take accountability across the whole entire board. And um, those guys to just really have a deep reflection, look in the mirror and be like, all right, it, I'm not doing my job well enough. Not, not blaming on anyone else. Just every single guy, all 11 of them to say, what can I do more? Um, and I think if everyone can honest, have an honest reflection and about themselves and how well they're playing, I think then maybe we can start seeing some, seeing some things change. And last, last rant I'll go on. All it takes is one. I'm, I'm sure a lot of these, a lot of the offense right now, they're probably struggling mentally, confidence wise. All it takes is one game to have a hell of a game, breakout game. Everyone's on the same page. Confidence is back up, chemistry's together. Then you start moving. You take the momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jack said, even if we lose, if we're putting up points. I mean, shit, that's improvement. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. I mean, I mean, obviously, we want to win this game, and if there's a chance, they should take advantage of the opportunity. But if they are putting up points, if they're moving the ball, if it's momentum, if us not putting up points on the board is is the reason, I'm trying to think how to say this. If us not putting up points on the board is the reason we lose, and that's fine. Does that make no, sense? Put, putting up. If us putting up points does not help us win, then that should be a plus for the offense. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if, we, if we go out there and we lose, I mean, what what we lose thirty five to twenty one. Like we put up three touchdowns on them, and and the game is you know marginally close, and it's not a blowout, and the starters are playing the whole time, and guys are able to start to kind of get some rhythm, and we got guys making plays. Like yeah, that's gonna I think that's gonna go a long way for the rest of the year. Um, and that's one score the- game in the fourth. Yeah, if, if, this is, if we just need to bring it to the fourth quarter, we need to just – and I think it's really – it's going to – I think, honestly, it's going to – Iowa's first offensive drive is going to write the story of the whole game. Honestly. Yeah. I, and I will say, if, if we if we, if we we keep it a game to the fourth quarter, I think we win. I honestly do. But it's just – I would love to see it, Max. I, I, I trust that would be – I would too. I'm, if, if it's a, if it is a one score game with like five minutes left in the fourth, I'm telling you, I think we win. All because right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Clip it. Clip it. We're gonna. We predicted it. If we when this hits, when this hits, we will. Uh, this will be on Twitter. Come on, and I will win that game. As, so we need this on record. We're all taking the spread. Yes, of course. Yeah. 
And if that money line ever opens up. <laughs> wow. I throw, throw a dollar two on there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a quarter on there. Hey, it'll pay. It'll pay. It will pay. Yeah, I've been I've been waiting on that, but uh, it would be cool. It's different seeing like an underdog away, like us being underdogs in an away game, because in the West, we're almost never like huge underdogs. Mm-hmm. Like at least where we're playing like upset scenario, where now it's like these games feel like they're usually in Kinnick when it's yeah top five team coming mm-hmm. under the lights. Um, so it will be interesting to see how we handle a crowd like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's been so much booing at Kinnick Stadium. It's not going to be anything. Yeah, there is. It's going to be a warm welcome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Instead of, instead of having the ups and downs, it's just going to be straight booing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roller coaster. It'll be a fun game, though, man. I don't, We haven't been to Columbus since, I think, 13. I think that's right, yeah. I think the wow. Braxton Miller. Yep. We were being yeah. jacked. Our schedule, our senior year, is supposed to be insane, and then it got ruined by COVID. Yeah, it we was. We were supposed, supposed to be at the, what was it? We were supposed to be at with uh, Ohio State at Michigan State, and we were Penn Penn State was that one. That one was home, but it was all three of those were in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been cool plan. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, let's get into we, Kerner. You have to give, you have to join us this week for our offensive, defensive, and special teams predictions because I feel like, I feel like you got some good ones in there. Uh, defense, what's your prediction for single stat like, like players prop? You, Here, I'll go first. Player go. prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for example, I'm gonna say defensively. Um, shit. I'm gonna say rise pick. Yeah. Um, people have really been thrown away from Riley, which rightfully so. But yeah, I mean, they're gonna Riley probably be on like. That's something we didn't get into that much for the Illinois game. He was locked down all game, like pass breakups. Uh, I mean, he had the fumble recovery. He shouldn't that. That should have gone for six. Well, that's, that's that's what's a bummer is like you don't hear a lot of Riley's names because they know who he is and they just don't throw to him. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not gonna, they're staying away from him. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't know why. I don't know why you would. It's not like we got you know two All American corners. So we got one. Don't throw to that guy. It's it's pretty it's pretty pretty simple if you're you're an offensive coordinator, especially I mean especially going into a week like Ohio State where. You know, they got three like all American type receivers. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, put Riley on their best one, whoever that is, and okay, they still got two more options. So I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see love to see a Riley Moss interception this week. Um yeah. But uh I saw Terry I might be out this week. I, I, I haven't I haven't haven't seen or heard heard that but we I mean we'd love to have him running down on if we're talking ways to win I think a, a Tory muff punt Terry recovery that's that's kind of what we need here like yeah that was that was the story at the beginning of the season last year that was like yeah you know, dynamic duo with that thing I'd love to see one of those this week oh yeah yeah I, I'm actually gonna take mine back I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Coop has another pick yeah, I see. There's, there's. I think they'll be throwing at him. They'll be throwing at him, and he's a dog. And yeah, Coop's, yeah. Kerner, every time Coop catches the ball, it looks exactly like you out there. Huh. Like, like, just. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could catch and run like Coop. Because a dog. Yeah, he, he's been incredible this year. But like, I feel like all your interceptions just looked the same. Like they do. He comes out of nowhere, and you, you guys like. I don't know. Everything about it. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I'll say coop, coop pick. Um, that's all that's, that's gonna be it for defense. I think the amount of I, I'm gonna take the over under on places that Campbell is bleeding from. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over three and a half. I'm gonna yeah. say he's gonna he's gonna have about 15 tackles and he's gonna be he's gonna look like he just 
freaking storm the beach. You know, you know like Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz after a UFC fight. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. Benson's gonna be looking like that too. You know, no. we got we got a gritty. We got some gritty dudes on that defense. I lo- I love those dudes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think you know they're gonna hold their own, and they're gonna they're not they're not intimidated by Ohio State. They're not no. they're not gonna just fold. They're they're they that those guys just have too much pride, and they're just they're too badass of dudes to let that happen. But I think it's got it's got to be a close game to, for them to be able to sustain that that kind of momentum and that energy for the whole game. Cause obviously the, everyone's going to be juiced up at the beginning of the game, but you know, if, if it's, if it's the third quarter and we're down by four scores, it's just really, really hard to find the words to pipe up the defense before you go out there. You know, it's like, what, mm-hmm. how many, you can only say it so many times in a row. Like when I, my, for example, the only, the only game that I really was like a true, true blowout of my career was that Michigan big 10 championship game. And it just was like, you know, we're down by a couple scores. The offense is keeping three and outs. And, you know, everyone's still like, come on, hey, hey, we can do this. We can do this. But at some point, it's just like, guys, just, all right, let's go back out there. Like, it's there, there is a breaking point. And the offense can't let it, can't let that happen. That's, I think that's, that's the key to keeping it a close game, in my opinion, is just keeping the defense, keep, let them have their juice because, that's we got playmakers over there who can keep this game. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That Michigan game, we even had the tur- like the turnovers were happening for us in the first half. Like um, Campbell had that pick right away, mm-hmm. and yeah, at some point it's like, all right, we're just we're out here. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to counter to counter that, Penn State last year, we were very close to having a breaking point. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They would have scored before halftime. It would have been a very different game second half. For sure. Also, like I felt like McSorley going down, even though like that's not a huge uh, like, whatever talent wise, whatever. Yeah. But it's John Clifford. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, <laughs> Clifford. Um, him going down was just like, all right, let's let's put some pressure on this new guy. Yeah, yeah, and he, he tracked under that pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fans fans brought it too for mm-hmm. a ton of false starts. Um, yeah, that breaking point's huge. If they can, if they can just keep keep the meter in the middle or closer our side, we're fine. And once it gets past that halfway point, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so coop pick uh, special teams. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we uh, no. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say that they don't get it past the. 20 on kick return the ohio state i think we've been inside the 20 on every single kickoff and then offensively i've been picking caleb johnson he's been delivering but he's awesome i like i like the way he runs i like the way he runs i think i here's what i think i think ohio state they're gonna come out and they're gonna play man-to-man all day just like michigan did and they're gonna say Hey, we're gonna rush five. You have you have a soft offensive. You have a soft offensive line that's allowing pressure, and you know a quarterback that's a pocket passer. We're going to exploit that, and we're gonna put man to man on your receivers, and we're gonna we're gonna force you to have guys get open and make good throws. And I think it's gonna happen this week. I think I think Nico. I think Nico's gonna have um, at least one. It's my favorite play. That he runs, he put him in that slot, run that yep. shatter out. He's going to be man to man. It's going to be one high, beat his man. Spencer's going to put it right over the shoulder, and it's not going to be a touchdown, but it's going to be a 45, 50 yard gain. And I think that's the those are the type of plays that our offense needs to have to just prove to teams that we can. Because I mean, it's not that hard to call a defense against an offense that you know is not going to gain more than. 10 yards on a play like mm-hmm. we need we need somebody who can take the top off a of defense so that we can because it's not it's not all the offensive lines fault it's just we there are the defenses that we're playing just know that we don't have an explosive pass game and that they're going to load the box up and they're going to when we get into passing situations they know that you know what type of concepts that we run so i think we just need we need something 
to make defenses think a little bit different about how we play our offense. Yeah, I agree. I think Nick, I think on offense, Nick's gonna Nick's gonna have a breakout day. I think he has. I don't even know. I'd say he has over seventy-five. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying though. They 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 have one big play that clicks. The confidence level on that whole offense oh, goes can be crazy. Mm-hmm. That's all you need, though. It's just and if people are dropping the ball, the ball is not being thrown in a good spot. Quarterbacks getting sacked. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. You know what? You know what I saw? Uh, actually, a cool story. Chad did it. Um, Lachey's dad calls Buckeye Radio. Yeah, I saw that. He's been doing it for like twenty-five years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna have to try to keep uh, keep his voice cool. If Lachey gets a big gets a big catch, he's gonna have to. You know, keep his cool, or as the Ohio State, the Ohio State <laughs> yeah. listeners are going to be pissed that he's so damn excited that an Iowa guy's catching touchdown, Lachey. I think I think Lachey's have a day. Yeah, I think because, oh, yeah. Our, our tight ends are obviously kind of the, the strength of our of our offense. They've been, I mean, they've been all over Laporta. Laporta's still getting open. Yeah, dude, Luke's sick. Yeah, and like, especially, and I, I know. Like every time there's someone that has a relationship to the team we play on offense, there is always a little favoritism towards them getting the ball that game. A hundred percent. No, for I think, sure. I think I think Luke will. It's gotta, Luke yeah, will. we got this. We got a certain narrative that we need to write. Yes, dude. Hundred percent. The Lachey well, game. The Lachey game. Fuck, that's fired me up. I'm actually. Here we go. <laughs> all we're all in on Lachey over forty yards. Yes, yes, yes. With a touchdown, I'm taking with a, a touchdown. touchdown for him. With a touchdown, I like. I'm it. saying both tight ends get a touchdown this week. Hey, maybe maybe two, two each, just like 2017. Yep, exactly. Um, my defensive prediction: I'm going Van Ness with two sacks. Yeah, Hercules, That's- baby. Yeah. I'm a big Van Ness guy. Maybe maybe give him a block punt too. Yeah, was, that's the type of stuff we need to happen. And then cave on with a pick. Cave on with a pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If he could catch, cave on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I, I I think he's gonna cave on. Cave on's really good at dropping and down into those zones and kind of reading the quarterback's eyes and kind of slipping underneath routes. So. I could definitely see him getting one like that this week and maybe taking it to the house. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see him recreate Amani's um, oh. pick from that strong safety nail position. When you're, when your guy doesn't go vertical and you sit as a free player, you can just sit there and watch the quarterback. He's got to be really, really active in those situations. And I mean, that's, that's how hooker got that pick. And I mean, that's how, that's how you make things happen from the safety position. Yeah. Also, this is another toss up. I think, because, I mean, I don't know the defense very well, but I think, like you said, they're probably going to put Riley on, if I had to guess, Martin Harrison Jr. Or yeah. Favre Smith and Jigba. No, yeah, I think that's the thing, dude. Is he, I mean, he obviously was their guy with the hype coming into this year, but he's been hurt. And, I mean, that's the thing about Ohio State is they got – I mean, they got the next half. <laughs> well, our, our best receiver's hurt. Uh, let's just throw in a Hall of Fame – Hall of Famer's son. Yeah, who's they, they got plug, they can plug and play. It's not yeah. like it's not like us where when our best receivers are down, you know, we got to put in, you know, some walk-on guys that haven't played. Or we throw, or we throw another tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a triple tight end set. Yeah. We got stand-up tight ends playing an outside stand-up. Well, dude, that's what I'm saying is like if Rise Guard Marvin Harrison Jr. I think if a if a tight end if a receiver on their team has a day, and Jake was gonna go nuts. Yeah, if he if 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 they're if they're playing if we can't shut Smith and Jigba down, it's, I mean you might have another guy come over top with the overhang, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the answer the answer for that you can play you know cover two. Yeah, have safe high safeties over top, but then you know that obviously leaves us a little more susceptible for some other things, and we won't have we won't have safety run support. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we got to stop the run. We can't let. I mean, it's the same. It's the same keys for every any game. But it's the key to stopping this offense. You got to stop the run and get them into long situ- passing situations. I mean, it's just it's the key. You could say it about any game, but um, 
if they're able to run, if they're running the ball effectively, and then you know we got to bring a safety down into the box to help that out, then not good. If we're and we're putting our corners in one-on-one situations. That's that's a lot to ask. I'm gonna go to the bar. What? I might go to the bar with this helmet on on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I might, I, might just, uh, I might just have to wear this all all day Saturday. <laughs> just to get the vibes up. I might. I, still, I got the whole uniform. I got the pants and the and the jersey too. I might just. I might just throw the whole fit on and just. That would be really just send it. That'd be Saturday sick. morning, you just gonna tweet out you in the helmet. <laughs> game yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> it's game day. Yeah, the blessing of the curse of doing the podcast is every time we do this, uh, I think we're just gonna win the game. I know, right? We got all uh, this hype now. We're feeling good. We got our predictions. We've we're manifesting it. Now it's time for the boys. That's that's yep. hey, that's the easy. That's the easy part is we just get to talk about it. You know, now you that's do one it. Thing, that's one thing that's you know it's less pressure when you're at the tailgate and you know people are asking you uh, how's the game going, like how do you think the game's gonna go, and you can just say whatever the hell you want because it doesn't matter. And yeah. it's kind of like it's. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Cause you know, obviously for five years we've been playing and uh, we always going in the game expecting to win. And we're still just locked in on playing the game that it's, it's just, it's an interesting side to be a fan, to be a fan now that just, and how just little, like, like your opinion about the game really, really factors exactly. in. It's just really just goes, goes down to the game being played. Yes, exactly. Well, one thing that I'll change, wait till you stop working out. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I, I'm I, I can't do. I can tell. I stop working out. I'm gonna blow up. Pants get a little tighter. <laughs> I'm gonna eat too many sweets. Too much Starbucks. Cooping it up. Yeah. Like, we, we still work out a little, but like Kerner, what you're doing? Are you doing once a day at least? Yeah, yeah. I, I work out once a day. I mean, I might. I'll, I'll take a, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday off to watch some football, but. I mean, I'm not I'm not killing myself because the thing is, is you know, yeah. teams the teams they bring in guys to work out every Tuesday. So you know, come the weekend or a bit later in the week, I'll you know, I'll kind of dial back. But it's I'm I'm not trying to break any records right now. It's just like kind of maintaining, staying in you know, keep my wind up, staying in good shape, kind of just you know, mobility, all that type of stuff. Because at any at any point on a Tuesday, I could go anywhere in the country, have a workout, potentially get signed and then potentially be playing in a game that weekend. So I'm not trying to, you know, put 450 on my back and squat, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird little, like, uh, and I've kind of just got to customize my own little workout catered to how I will feel the best on a potential Tuesday, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. It's still, still on the grind. Mm-hmm. It's respect. Say the um, least. Yeah, it's funny. The Saints have a guy uh, named Werner, the linebacker. Oh, yeah. He's an Ohio State guy, actually. Yeah. Every single time, I, I'm like, oh, there's Kerner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every, yeah. It's too similar. Too similar. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, um, do you guys have anything else? We we can wrap it up if we want. Right. I got nothing. You guys, you guys, you guys pod. All right, what bets do we have this week? I haven't taken I haven't taken too extensive of a look. I know I know that my headliner is going to be Iowa to cover. I mean, you got yeah. to you got you got to do it. Um, I'm going to be wearing this helmet during the game. Yeah. That's got to count for something. That, that at least counts for. Yeah, you got the, I got the lucky number right here. They're going to be within 28 points. I can feel it. Yes. Yes. That is awesome. That's my um, for sure. My upset of the week. Too. I like Texas. Oh, I like that pick. Who they yeah. play? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. It's in Stillwater. Yeah, I, I like Texas. I was I was a Texas fan, not a Texas fan, but like I had some Texas gear growing up. I was I was I was high on them after Vince Young beat USC. I so I had some Texas gear growing up and. Uh, so you know that I still I still bleed a little burn orange every once in a while. So I'd, I'd like to see him come back and have a good year. Uh, mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers is he's kind of the real deal in my opinion. 
Yeah, he's he. If he didn't go down, I wonder what the record would be. I, I think they. I think they would have beat Bam in that game. Really I think good. so too. And then Tech. I mean, I don't think it's even close if he's playing yeah. that. Yeah, they would. They would be looking at maybe a playoff. You think, uh, you think? You think? In the long run, Tennessee could beat Georgia, or you think it's still, you think that the championship's still going to be Bama versus Georgia? Dude, I don't even know Tennessee. I mean, that offense looked ridiculous. Dude, that, fuck I mean, receiver had five catches or six catches, five touchdowns, two hundred seven. Insane. That's insane. I think. I mean, I, I I was I was not about the Tennessee hype coming into that game. I was like, dude, no. Thank you for the favorable Alabama line. Like, but yeah, they they kind of they they proved me wrong and. I gotta kind of do some do some soul searching to figure out if I if I, <laughs> I think they can they can get into the playoff and make mix things up with the big boys. I mean, because right now it's it's Georgia, Ohio State, you know, Bama, and then you know, Clemson's been there too. And you know, who knows what they are this year? They they got potential to be back where they were, but I don't know. Tennessee, they're not. It's not the '90s yet. I'm there's still more to see. I agree. I think I think this. I think. Honestly, I think they played Georgia. I think Georgia beats them by twenty-one. Dude, Georgia looks unstoppable. Georgia looks like old Bama. Yeah. Like they, had, they, had, they, had one, they had that one game. Was it who were they playing? Kent State or something like that? Yeah, it was close. It was yeah, close. See, that's the game. And Mizzou, Mizzou, they almost, they should have lost that Dude, game. I think it was Mizzou. Yeah. And Kent, Kent State. Well, too, that Kent though, State game. Right. That's one of those ones where they're favored by like fifty points and. That's why I hate taking those lines is because one was one punt by the Georgia guy that like resulted in a touchdown or a field goal or something. And it threw, it threw the whole thing up. Like yeah. to, to, in order to cover a 48 point spread, it's just gotta be on ass right from the beginning. And mm-hmm. you never lift it off the gas pedal. It all it takes is one, like, you know, fumbled snap or dropped punt or something like that. See with Tennessee Bama, I, I bet with my heart, which is probably why I eat ramen noodles for dinner. <laughs> Terrible strategy. <laughs> but, gotta, go, gotta go with the but, gut. Yeah, but that crowd, I, I bet on Tennessee because just because of the crowd. Yeah. I think that was literally why. Wow, what a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> the goalpost came with them. I would say, yeah, imagine being in Knoxville that night would have been. Yeah, Knoxville mm-hmm. had to be dude, I, right when that right, right when that game ended. I was like, dude, that that town's going up in flames. Dude, Tennessee's already known as a, just a friggin' degenerate ragtag yeah. fan base, <laughs> yeah. dude. And then, well, they had like that. There's a video of like the president. They're like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna pay for the, like that new goalpost. He goes, hell yeah, I don't care. I hope we do this every year. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And then they there's like a picture of like the stadium. There's like smoke coming out of it after the game. Do they do cigars after every win, or were they just doing it for Bama? Um, they, I can't imagine they do it after every win. Uh, it, yeah. It's probably just some dudes were probably like, "Dude, I'm bringing cigars in the locker room if we beat Bama." Just like some guys might bring some shooters in the locker room if we beat and do oh, beat Penn State. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, that's well. That I mean, I, it must be a Southern thing because Bama does that too. Yeah, they do. You always see Bama with freaking cigars. LSU was smoking cigars. Granted, it was a national championship, but I think it's like a Southern thing. Like when you like do something like that, you smoke cigars. I like <laughs> I it. Think, I like I it. Think, I'm coming down. I'm coming down to the South with you, Max. I can. I can drive with that. Let's freaking get, dude. I'm telling you, bowl game season. You guys need to be here because it's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of bowl games around here. And do it. Hey, yeah, awesome. awesome. Dallas has uh has one of the New Year's six bowls. Yeah. Uh Kerner has one of the best storm stories of all time. The best what? One of the best storm stories from Oh, you're talking about the Penn State last year? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I yeah, I I got out there and I kind of got separated because when the fans storm obviously all the players are out there and then eventually we just have like a line like a like a conga line single files just going through all the fans and everything like that everyone's just smacking on the helmet and everything but i kind of got separated from that whole group so i was just like me and like two other like stragglers and some guy just grabs me he's yelling in my face 
shows me a Captain Morgan shooter, and I just take it, screw it off, down the whole thing right there. And then everyone's like freaking smacking me and everything like that. And I get back into the locker room, and this is like 15 minutes later. How long it fucking took? I get back to the locker room. <laughs> We've already done the, all the cheering and everything like that. I mean, it, there's it's a, vibes are still high, but the team isn't like brought together or anything. And I sit down in my locker and that shooter hits me. Like I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm dehydrated. I'm <laughs> not feeling good. Steve Rowe comes up to me. I got my head down. He's like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, Hey, you got media in five minutes. And I'm like, all right, I, can I just shower quick? And he's like, no, no, no. You just, what you got on right now? Like, and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. I go to the bathroom. I just hunched over the toilet. I'm, I puke like two or three times, just straight, like clear. Just what? like, yeah. I've never heard the story. Yeah. Tyler Barnes comes up to me. I'm in the stall. He's like, tap my back. He's like, you good? You good? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I got media. I got media. And then, <laughs> and then I go to media. And that's uh, powerful. Yeah, it, dude, it, it hit me so wrong. Like, I, I, you should not drink when you exert and sweat that much. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, worth it. Got a good story out of it. I'm impressed you made it to the locker room. Dude, I know. It, it, it didn't really even hit me until I got in the locker room, and I was like, oh, my God. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Tim, I got to show you this. I remember I found my dad and my uncle on the field that during the storm, that one. Got Dude, a picture. That's, that's, the, that's the best is when you so find cool. people you know. And Dude, I, gotta find, I found my buddy from high school in the middle. I was walking back. I got to find this picture. Oh, here it is. Um, in the freaking – Wait, can you see it? Or, wait, wait, here you go. I, I can, I can, I can see a little bit. You kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. dude. dude yeah. Was, I remember I saw him. Like, dude, no fucking way. That was, yeah, dude, that was so much fun. Oh, we God. tried so hard to find you guys, and uh, we got we got pushed out to the edge, like right at midfield. But the only guy I didn't even know it was Grisande, like two guys away from me until I saw the videos after. But really? that was that was our only chance. We we missed all of you guys because we always said if we ever storm, we're taking one of your helmets. Yeah, take it like that was CJ Bethard's in 2016. Somebody somebody took CJ Bethard's helmet and they were like all down in the bars. They were trying to mouth guard on and drinking beer out of this helmet <laughs> after, after they beat Michigan in 2016. Dude, that's so, like, like, I, I remember I remember in 2017 against Penn State, like we were we were gonna storm oh, then. Man. I remember that very last play where you know Juwan Johnson caught that ball, but uh like we were I remember I was on my knee, like we were all like linked arms, like ready to storm if they didn't get that play. Mm. And I remember, you know, Greg was sensing that that was about to happen. He's like, everybody keep your helmet on. Yeah, keep your helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need another helmet debacle. They were freaking out. They always freaked out. <laughs> That's the fun and storming, though. Yeah. Dude, the best is like when you, walk, when you walk back. Like, I mean, we, me, me and Jack got lucky because we freaking. How many times did they storm the field when we were there? Four? Ohio State 2017, Minnesota 2019, Minnesota. and then uh, Penn, State. Penn State 2021. Dude, so, I, I, I don't know if it was Minnesota or I mean, it was Penn State. When when they make the tunnel, when the crowd like makes a tunnel for you to go back, and everyone's yeah. like stuff. Dude, I remember every time, I'd be like, we'd be like, it was me and like three other people. We'd be like, we're going straight to Summit. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah, that was dude. Oh, that was god. the best. That was the best. Yeah. Those were such, dude. If if this game is close at halftime. I might have to find my way to Columbus, and I'm storming that field at the Hawks. Yeah, I'll storm Ohio State's field. I don't even care. Yeah, I texted that to Spence uh, yesterday. It's like I'm, I'm going to Columbus, Kerner. But uh, <laughs> but I was like, I am storming and getting arrested if we do that. Like, please cover, <laughs> please cover for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd get arrested again for that. Yeah. Easily, hundred percent. That's gonna be a great. That that'll be a fun atmosphere because if that horse, if the horseshoe's quiet, that's a hundred thousand people just silent, mm -hmm. silent. The achievement itself. What was the best atmosphere you guys played in? 
out of those three stormings, like what was the most memorable, best atmosphere? The three storming, Penn State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was I couldn't even hear myself make the calls to like guys five five feet away because obviously everyone's got their back to me, and I'm screaming at them, and they're only five yards ahead of me, and I can't even hear my own voice. Like that actually. Like that, remember that fourth down play where Hankins, uh, it was like fourth and two right around midfield and Hankins, uh, you know, smoked that dude. I was trying to make the call. I was trying to make some adjustment and like nobody could even hear me. Like, so only like half the guys <laughs> heard it. Only half the guys heard it on that play. So we had half the dudes playing cover two, half the dudes, you know, running the blitz, like the zero blitz or something like that. And luckily Matt, heard it was cover two and played cover two because that's exactly what was stopped the play. So um, that, that, that game was, that game was unreal. No, that, that game was, was crazy. And you you had the pick in that one too, right? I did. Yeah, I did. And then we, we threw a pick like a couple plays later. So yeah, it wasn't that, it wasn't that crazy. Dude, that sideline. I mean, it was in electric, like, yeah. It was it was just funny being like oh. it's funny how you feel the crowd get back into it and it's just like all together. People are mm-hmm. like, oh, all right. Like like I remember your pick. It was kind of like almost near the breaking point, I feel like. Well, they were they were yeah, they were they were driving. We were we were losing, yeah. I think like seven zero or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, they took a shot at the end zone. I mean, that very easily obviously could have been another touchdown. So that that was it was a big play, and then we got a we threw a pick, and then they scored, and so it was like kind of for not, but yeah, oh well. yeah, that was such a good. But that that crowd in the second half, once we threw the Spencer and Nico play, that's the loudest I've ever heard. That like place. to this day, I I I tell Nico this all the time. That is my favorite play I've ever seen in person. Ever. I know, dude. Ever. I was I was like screaming like a little girl, like this dude. Because, like, we all knew what play was coming because we ran that, like, 500 times during the week. Mm-hmm. Like, we that play the whole week. And then when someone like, – I remember we were in the huddle and they're like, yeah, we're throwing that play. Everyone's like, oh, shit, dude. This could be crazy. And I was watching Nico just dice him. We're like, he's open. They threw it and, dude, the crowd – oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I'm getting chills thinking about it, bro. That was dude. I remember when we were all just sitting on the, the bench and – the defensive guys when that play happened, we were all just looked at each other and we were like, "Oh my god, they actually did it! Like they <laughs> fucking scored for us. We are gonna win this game. Oh my god!" It, it was, was like it was like when we scored that play, it was like we had this game. Like yeah, it's the defense. Like we knew the defense wasn't gonna do anything stupid. Like they, they're not gonna give up a point. Hmm. And he, honestly, it's like at at that point, it was like we could they could try and kick a field goal. I feel like we block it. Like there there was nothing mm-hmm. that was gonna. Yeah, we were, we were indestructible after that touchdown. Because it was like, oh, it was like since 2017, it's like we knew what we all knew what it felt like when we lost last second. That's yeah. not going ha- to happen again. Mm-hmm. Was it that next possession where it was the three false starts? And even on TV with the sound guy right behind the ref, you couldn't hear the whistle. No, no, the play would like run for like four or five seconds. It was like, yeah, yeah it, it was, that was. Insane. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, that was cool. Man, I wish this game was in Kinnick. <laughs> Dude, if this, if this game was in Kinnick, it'd be a lot. I mean, because the best thing in this was kind of what it was like when I went for the Michigan game is for the whole entire tailgate lead up to the game, you're, you got the, you know, there's no reason not to have the confidence, you know, and that's mm-hmm. when it's fun. Like when we're thinking about beating Ohio State, like in, in 2017, or we're talking about when we're storming the field and beat, Ohio, beat Penn State, like all that, that is a possibility until, you know, until they start beating our ass. No, but it's not. It's, it, uh-huh. it, until it, the game starts, we got shot. And it's, yeah. that's what's so fun about the buildup of it. And when you're tailgating and you're, that, that's, when it, that's when it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Is this game at noon kickoff? Yeah. Fox well, is coming for it. Well, is they it? Got, they got two. Yeah, noon Eastern. Noon Coop's Eastern. an Eastern guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I'm excited, though. Um, Iowa, upset alert. 
Yeah, you heard it here first. Right now, I'm I'm on the train for upseller right now. I'm fired yeah. up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Put five bucks on it. Yep. <laughs> I went from a dollar to five, baby. You bumped up in that quarter (laughs) to a dollar, and now maybe five. (laughs) We will see. All right, that's awesome. All right, Ohio State week. See you in Columbus. If anyone's there, hope to see you. Have a good week. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. It was good talking with you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, whenever. Yeah.